right, and welcome everybody to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Uh, joining me tonight is a friend of mine, as uh, John is on his vacation with his family. Uh, we miss him, uh, but I know he's having fun, and uh, I was thankful that uh, my friend German Neighbor Max was going to be able to make it tonight and uh, join us. And uh, let me let me play you in here, buddy, just so you have a have a little something from home, if that's okay. I picked the right one, right? Uh, yeah. I didn't pick the yeah. bad one. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, we have a history then <laughs> where, where everything feels bad. Yeah. <laughs> and it's always about the connotation. Yeah. I had a weird, uh, weird, we have a, like a group chat from work and somebody used a word that has a Jewish background and the Jewish background is not bad, but um, when they when they started to use it later on, it got a bad connotation, and we all told him like, "Don't don't ever use that word." <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful with the Germans, the German stuff, don't you? Uh, yeah. Well, not so much anymore. Yeah. No, anti-Semitism is on the rise. Yeah, but or, <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, our whole government is almost female, so I'm, oh. I'm not worried. <laughs> And that's a good thing. You know, uh-huh. like, they, they just don't want to, yeah. you know, they want to talk, not fight. I'm going to take the know? shovel away from you here before you get yourself any further. <laughs> well, that's fine. Well, it's how my you, dark hole. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, it's been a while. You've yes. been flying around the world. Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Well, actually, I spent almost two weeks in some seminar rooms okay getting taught stuff that oh that's right that's supposed right. to know yeah but um yeah a bit of flying around a bit of china yeah. i was in new york for a couple of days yeah met my beautiful fiance there nice she had a meeting there too no i've been good how have been you i've been great i've just been uh doing my thing working a lot and uh spent some time in arizona and yeah oh you went to scottsdale i went to scottsdale i oh. hate it there <laughs> well, i don't was... like arizona i just don't like arizona no but it's warm I mean, I, I actually picked a good time because it was all in the mid '80s, and they said, "Oh yeah, it's really cooled off." Because I guess it's been a hundred for like ninety oh, days or yeah. whatever. So they're like, "Thank you," and I was yeah. like, "Well, it's thirty degrees in Seattle, so yeah, you know, you're welcome." It was last weekend when it was, I think last weekend, yeah, it was. I don't know, seventy-five, eighty in New York. Yeah, like for two days, end of October. Yeah, crazy. Well, we're in an El Nino, so it's supposed oh. to be pretty, pretty warm this winter. Warm is. You know, the relative word there, but sorry for all the skiers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Max, I'm very happy that you're here tonight. Um, before we begin, though, I uh, just want to remind all of our listeners, this is a value for value podcast. Um, and because of that, we do have uh, some donations that I just kind of want to make sure that I get out there um, and thank people that donated to this podcast. Thank uh, you. Yeah. So, uh, and John, thanks you as well. I've read these to John. Um, and, uh, so he thanks you as well. Uh, the first is from Craig. He came in at one, two, three, four, five, six Satoshis. And he said, I love the running with scissors visual of you two. Well, not literally of course, but this podcasting 2.0 thing is definitely where it's at hashtag value for value. So thank you, Craig. 
Uh, Kyron from Mirror Mortals podcast said he uh, he was thankful that I nailed his name on the first shot because pronoun- pronouncing all those weird Balderdash names has been paying off, and we will have our Balderdash word of the episode here pretty soon. Uh, so thank you, Kyron, and you also sent us another uh, donation saying he loves these topics and keep them coming. So I really do appreciate all that you're uh, donating there and encouraging us to continue. Uh, and the first one was 1,111 sat, sats, and the second one was 2,222 satoshis. We appreciate that. And then from the tone record, uh, tone wrecker, excuse me, uh, first time listening to your show, learning about value for value in many ways. Thanks. Well, we thank you so much. And uh, if you guys don't know, if you go to Wave Lake, uh, and look up Paul Birkin, that is the tone record. And you can check out some of his stuff. It's pretty unique. Um, I like it. I like, uh, listening to people come up with uh, different things. So go check him out. And that's Paul Ricker. And that is the tone wrecker. And again, I want to remind everyone, this is how it works. Uh, John and I, we want to make relationships with our listeners. Uh, but we also have some bills to pay and, and whatnot. So your donations are always welcome. Uh, but also we just, we like the feedback. It helps us. It helps kind of motivate us to continue on. If you have topic ideas, beer suggestions, bourbon suggestions, all those things, you can reach out to us. I recommend a new podcasting app, uh, a modern podcasting app. And you can find those at newpodcastapps.com or newpodcastapp.com. Excuse me. Uh, I use fountain.fm because what's cool about it is that I'm listening. I can hit the boost button. I can set an amount of Satoshis and send a note to that person and it goes right into their wallet and they can see it right there under the episode. Uh, it's a lot of fun to communicate that way. You can also use uh, apps like Podcast Guru or Podverse. And there's even a little live tag. So if you use Fountain FM, like I do, uh, you can see when our show is going to be live. There's a little live red live tag that shows up there uh, when we're pending. So when it's coming up to a live show and then when we are live, you can go listen to it right there. So if you're listening to a fountain.fm app uh, or PodGuru or Podverse or any podcasting 2.0 app, let us know. Uh, you know, Send us a boost and uh, say hi and uh, tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Just reach out because you know the fun part about being at a bar, as this is a bar talk podcast, is that you get to meet new people and uh, share an experience, even if it's just for a moment. And that's kind of what John and I wanted to do here is just kind of create a podcast where it's just bar talk talk about things that are important to us or that are kind of on our mind while we have a little libation. So, uh, thank you all for donating and, uh, we hope to hear from more of you. Um, so thanks Max for letting me get that out. Yeah, sure. As a matter of fact, you and I have to talk about this because you have a band. Oh yeah. The truth beyond you're the bass player of that band. That's correct. And we have to get you on this, uh, value for value train. That would be awesome. I think while you're here, if, if, uh, you and I can carve out some more time, I'd love to get you set up with a, a, a crypto wallet. So something from get Albi, which is a, a great place to get a wallet um, and uh, get you guys going on value for value, put your music on wave Lake and watch the Satoshi's rolling. Cause I think what you guys have is, is really awesome. And, uh, and I'm going to play if, if you were listening before uh, we went live, uh, that was uh, the truth beyond. That's the band that Max is in. And, uh, at the end of the episode, I'll play their new album that or their new song that's going to come out tomorrow, and you get a, a sneak peek of it tonight. So yeah. that'll be awesome. Yeah, my bent mess. 
mates will probably crucify me if they know I'm <laughs> going live with that now, but I think it's okay. Um, well, you guys don't have anything set up or anything like that, right? No. Well, there's a, there's an Instagram uh, post coming tomorrow okay. with a new song, with the link to the song. It's going to go on you know Apple Music, um, Spotify, okay. wherever. Yeah. Um, so they don't know I'm sharing this with you guys already today, but, um, yeah, but I'm trying to get, I'm promoting you here and, uh, I'm, I'm excited for it to come out tomorrow and you can have a sneak preview here, live listening. And then it comes out tomorrow. And if you go to Instagram to the truth beyond band, you're going to find us. So we would very much appreciate if you leave us a like, if you comment on, on our post, yeah, or which is even better, listen to a music if you like it. Yeah, awesome. Well, that's great. That's great. Oh, hold on one second here. Uh, okay. I want to make sure that we're still. Yeah, it says we're still live. So I'm going to say that we're still live. People are still listening. That's good. Okay. Hi, people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you want to chat with us, you can go to beerbourbonbalderdash.com and hit the listen live link. It'll take you to a. Um, another link, cause I haven't figured it out yet where you can chat with us as well. So please check that out. And, uh, yeah. So Max, uh, as part of our deal, uh, you had to bring the beer. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what are the choices for us tonight? Uh, yeah. And my indecisive brain with today's topic, I was looking for good options. Mm-hmm. Um, can I give away our, our today's topic? Do you want to? No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. That's fine. So we it fits. It fits. We're going to talk about acceptance today, letting it go. A very personal, personal topic. So, I bought two beers from the Anchorage Brewing Company. One is called "Don't Think About It." Okay, which could be one way. Yeah, uh, to deal with stuff. That's true. You know, just don't think <laughs> about it <laughs> if you can. Yeah, uh, one way to maybe deal with it which is which might be not the best way is revenge that's what the other beer is called <laughs> <laughs> is that something that well that is that revenge on us for drinking it mm, i don't know both of them have 8.4 though so they could be could oh, be revenge yeah. drinking but maybe. don't think about it is a double india pale ale. yeah the other one is too the revenge one is also a double india pale ale with okay 8.4 um <clears throat> then i brought one I just saw it, saw it. It's called Freiheit, which mm-hmm. is the German term for freedom. Okay. So I think acceptance. Yes. If you reach acceptance, it gives you freedom. Nice. So that's why I like that one. That. All right. And then uh, sometimes if you have a hard time accepting, it can feel like you're deprived of light. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's exactly what the last beer is called from Lat and Last Brewing Company. It's a stout, an imp- Russian imperial stout. Mm, I and love a wonderful, stouts. a wonderful twelve percent ABV. <laughs> yeah, that's big. That is a big beer. It might be a bit hard to. Depends on how how dangerous I want to get tonight. How, how badly we want to get this. How's Dana doing? She's doing just fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Sorry. I have. Uh, this I is say, a five point seven. Yeah, it's the lightest. The freedom one, Freiheit. I like that one. What can we yeah. do that one? Yeah, let's do that. And it's the brewery actually. Okay. It's called Wayfinder. <sighs> it's just so fitting. It's fitting. You know, brewery Wayfinder and the beer is called Freiheit or Freedom. But will you, will you save the stout and then share it with me sometime oh, soon? Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. I have two of them. Okay, good. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I want. 
You can get that. So, uh, yeah, we'll crack it open. And here's our glasses. Oh, nice. So. I love that sound. Right. And I like multi beers, so this is right up my alley. I'm liking pale ales a lot more, mm-hmm. but. I know. Multi beers, stouts, dark stuff. I love all those. Usually, I go so go by you know what we all like and what we what we should try. Today, I thought I'd just go by the theme. Yeah, no, that's I great. <laughs> I liked it. That's forward thinking, there, buddy. I can tell you from the can that it's brewed in Portland. Yeah, brewed by Wayfinder Beer out of Portland. It is a premium fest beer, a malty golden smooth Oktoberfest Wiesen style lager. With 5.7 ABV. Nice. And it says on the back of the can, mysteriously delicious beer. Oh, mysteriously. That's what it says. Okay. All right. Cheers, mate. Prost. Prost. And we have to look each other in the eyes, <laughs> oh, deeply yeah. into the eyes. Oh, yeah. You okay. want to you wanna do the seven year of bad sex oh, thing? No, no. I definitely don't <laughs> want seven years of bad You're sex. You're too young for that. Oh, it smells so good. All right, down the hatch. Oktoberfest. Yeah, it smells like an Oktoberfest beer. Oh. Oh, that's like all the right malt. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's... Wow. It's good. That's a great find. Yeah. That's a great Oh, it's beer. like sweet, and it's um, it's not astringent at all. It's like actually like making my... Um, Making the moisture in my mouth more. What do you call that? The glands in my mouth. They're, no. they're going crazy. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah. The moisture in my mouth. I didn't know. They're firing. Yes. Yeah. It's making water in my mouth, which sounds really gross. So it I has, want to say it has that perfect amount of bitterness. So light that, that it's barely tasteable, but it's there. Yeah. It's. I love the maltiness. The maltiness is very, very good. That was a good find. Mm. I love it. Yeah. You know what it tastes like? What? Freedom. Does it taste like freedom? <laughs> and then um, with Oktoberfest beers, are when you go to an Oktoberfest, despite all the people peeing back in their mugs and pitchers and stuff, um, are all Oktoberfest beers similar to this? You're going to be embarrassed now if I tell you. Okay. I haven't been to the Oktoberfest. Oh, I thought you had. No, I oh, haven't. Okay. I can tell you, but I, from all the o- Oktoberfest beers I have been drinking in the past, and that's been a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a pretty classic, but it's very it's so tasty, so round with all those flavors that I would say it's one of the best Oktoberfest beers I've I've had. Yeah, who usually makes like the main Oktoberfest beer in Germany? I guess it depends on where you go. If you're on the Oktoberfest, only breweries in or from Munich are allowed to have tents there and sell beer there, but also breweries from Bavaria or all around Germany. I mean, actually, internationally, they brew Oktoberfest beer. Right. But so, it's not like a Polliner or a Spaten or anything like that? Like, like are they the main ones? or They all have tents, so okay. it's all served there. I... I try to remember what the like the big barrel is. That's the first one that mm-hmm. they open. That could actually be a Spaten. Okay, but Spaten. I'm not sh- Spaten. But I'm not sure. Okay, so I don't want to think say anything <laughs> wrong here. 
All right. Well, before we get on to our bourbon of the night, I do have our balderdash word uh, tonight. And the balderdash word, now I'm going to say it and you have to guess what it means. Oh, shit. Okay. You're good. Sorry for swearing, Dana. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the balderdash. Oh, you picked that up. That's <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, and this is, uh, well, okay. Uh, the word is sugi mugi. That sounds like slang or like, no, what's that, urban dictionary? It's not, but yeah, it's Sugi. Sugi? S-O-O-G-E-E dash Mugi. M-O-O-G-E-E. Sugi Mugi. It sounds like a... (laughs) That's so bad, but you're going to have a love. It sounds somehow when your underwear, you know, is sticking up your butt crack and it gets gets sucked into your butt crack and you can't get it out. It's like Sugi Mugi'd into it, you know? (laughs) Yes, I do know that. And you are not close at all, but I like your definition a lot better. Uh, Our nautical listeners will understand what it means, but uh, the Sugi Mugi is, I like that. I got a Sugi Mugi today. Right. Can 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 we text them like, I, dude, you got to alter the meaning? <laughs> I have a better meaning for yeah, you. Yeah. It is uh, underwear up the butt crack. Yes, so that is our Balderdash word. So stay uh, tuned until the end of the podcast when I give the actual definition of it, of Sugi Mugi. And uh, if you know, you can boost right now if you're listening live on Fountain FM and and let me know. No, I'm going to use the time to pull everyone on my dark Sugi Mugi <laughs> underwear the butt crack side. <laughs> start, a, start a petition. That's awesome. Uh, so, okay, our uh, bourbon for tonight, as we continue on down the Sugi Moogie here, um, is the Bottled and Bond Heaven Hill Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Now, this is a, a Costco find. Um, and I don't usually see this in, like, uh, Total Wine anymore. And that's usually my place to go. The liquor store that's here in West Seattle, their prices are much higher than they are in total wine and more. And Costco has actually pretty decent. Costco usually tends to be a couple bucks less than total wine and more, but their selection is smaller. But what they get is they get these cool little variations that you don't find anywhere else. And this is one of them. Uh, I love heaven Hill. This is Eagle rare land. Um, So it says that uh, the Kentucky bourbon, this Kentucky bourbon pays tribute to the earliest days of the distillery's history when in 1939 it released Heaven Hill Bottled in Bond. The namesake brand quickly became the number one selling bourbon whiskey in the state of Kentucky. Still today, the craftsmanship poured into this bottle by the same founding family meets exacting standards first set forth in the Bottled in Bond Act of 1897. That's awesome. This historic offering reflects on the company's founder's firm belief it takes patience and perseverance to make something of great Quality and quality was what it was all about when something was bottled in bond. It means that it was stored in a government warehouse and no one could fuss with it. And I which was a big problem when your barrel went to a grocery store or a whatever market, and people would come with their jugs and they would fill up out of the barrel. Yeah. And the store owner would often put sugar or some kind of crap in it to make it more flavorful. And so distillers would have the United States back their bourbon that, hey, no one's messed with it. This is exactly what you get. So that's great. Yeah. And I do have a 
have a great appreciation for <clears throat> excuse me for when it's family owned when it's kept in the family that they're keeping on the traditions that I don't sell it you know to a bigger bigger company it's about even oh yeah okay this is a uh, hundred proof 50% alcohol um, distilled by Heaven Hills Distillery bottled in Heaven Hills Distillery um, it's a really pretty bottle too check it out uh, it's also seven years old. Oh, it's got all the bourbon things. I love bourbon so much. It's got the caramel and yeah. the oak and the, oh, it's just, it's sweet. It's toffee. It's buttery. All of those smells kind of, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. The, the sweet caramel and the burned oak. Yeah. I just love it so much. I do. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Slurpy time. Mm. It gets even sweeter on the tongue. This one gets sweet. Mm-hmm. A little fire in there. That's the hunter proof. Yeah. You can tell on the, <clears throat> on the tip of your tongue mm-hmm. that it tickles and burns a little bit, but it's so sweet at the same time. Yeah. So this bottle wasn't that much. It was like $56. Um, and after tax in Washington State, it's $200. So it wasn't bad. I'm just kidding. Texas isn't that bad. It's pretty bad for alcohol, though. If you know, you know. So, yeah. You like that? Yeah. That's great. It's it's really great. Good. Now, you're a big... It's, you're like a single malt drinker most of the time, though, right? That's, yes. That's very European. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I was raised, was single malt. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting more and more into the bourbon, yeah. the rye. Yeah. And yeah, rye is, is nice. This is a bourbon I I would really, you know, like having a bottle on the shelf. Yeah, my it's, my it's dad enjoys one. this it's, one too. It's not hard or hard to drink, or mm-hmm. you don't don't have to get used to <laughs> drink it. You know, some single malts are so smooth and nice, and you yeah. can just sip them away. And I don't want to compare it to a single malt, but on a, on a <laughs> comparing it to all the bourbons that I know, it's on a on the very you know, friendly side when it comes to your taste, but it doesn't doesn't punch you in the face. It's very comforting, and I like that, especially um, especially now during the winter. Yeah, you know, when you maybe have a sip or two. You want more. something warmer? Yes. And yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely. And the, and the sweetness and the little mm-hmm. spiciness on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, the taste is is all the things that you want in a bourbon. It's one of the one of my challenges. Um, is to find bourbons that are approachable like this, but also at a great price point. Like it feels like I'm drinking a premium, a higher priced bourbon, but it's at a accessible value. And I think that's very, very important. I think that's something that I wish more. I mean, I understand you're trying to make a, you're trying to make money. I'm all for it, you know, but trying to find one of these gems is kind of fun. You know, that's, it is, yeah. to me, that's the thing. I don't want to be a collector of bourbon or whiskeys or anything like that. I, I, I don't think, I think that's worthless because I think everything turns to dust anyways. Right. So yeah. I'm a very much like, don't yeah. hold on to things too tight. <laughs> um, that this is all meant to sh- be shared drink. and that if you have something that's really good, you should share it with people that you really enjoy. Yeah. Drink it. Yeah. Because then yeah. they enjoy it too. It's very important. A couple other things about Bottled and Bond, just so people have a little bit more of a history of Bottled and Bond. 
uh, the product, uh, the bottle and bond, in order to have this label, uh, the product must be a product of one distillery and distilled during just one distillation season, which can run from January to June or July to December. It has to be aged for at least four years. This one's seven. But they can use... <clears throat> They can use um, barrels that are like five years old, six years old, or seven years old, and combine them. But the but the distillery, the distilling process has to be in a, in that period. Yeah, it doesn't say anything here that it has to be single barrel. Okay. Yeah, uh, has to be bottled at exactly one hundred proof, which this is, and it has to bear the name and number of the distil- distilled spirits plant where it was produced and. If different, the DSP number of the bottling facility, which is on the bottom there. Which it does. Yeah. It says DSP distilled by the Heaven Hill Distillery in Louisville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and bottled by the Heaven Hill Distillery in Bardston, Kentucky. Yep. Oh. I like that. When you drink it, it leaves a... I would say it's Asian pear or something. Yeah. It's very fruity, just, very big and round. I was just thinking of how it's lingering in my yeah, mouth, but yeah. it's like so nice. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, almost like a cake. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. No, like that's a, good, like man. A, like a pear cake. Yeah. The pear cake. I don't know if I've had pear no, cake. No, I don't know. It, it just, <laughs> <laughs> has anybody ever had pear cake? Yeah. It's if you just, have, uh, reach out to us and yeah, let us know. Yeah. And bring us cake. And bring us cake, please. <laughs> We need cake. That's so It's funny. cold and getting dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to fatten up. No, I oh, don't yeah. need to fatten up. Oh, I did. Yeah. Did you? Oh, yeah. You put on some uh, yeah. put on some stones there, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. You yeah. feeling better about yourself? <sighs> on some days. Yeah. Yeah. Is this yeah. part of our topic tonight? Is this a yeah. let it go acceptance? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 I think that's the like the biggest issue for most people, I I think, you know, yeah. accepting themselves. Some people probably never do that. Yeah. Accepting themselves, accepting their fate. Well, mm-hmm. I have a story I could share with you. Yeah, why don't you start yeah. us off with a story? Go for it. It's a, it's a, it's a heavy story. So actually the other day, um, Tuesday, um, a colleague of mine called me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've worked with him or flew with him a couple of times. Nice guy. Um, spent some time with him. And I haven't seen him for a year or so spoke to him and that sometimes happened that it's nothing out of the ordinary. You just lose track. People, you know, are busy in their own lives and he has kids and, and a wife, a house, everything, you know, shit to take care of. And, um, <laughs> I was actually taking a nap when he tried to call me. So I saw his name and a couple hours later <laughs> I called him back and he told me his story, why I haven't seen him the last year. So apparently what happened was in January, he had a pretty, pretty bad stroke um, oh to that extent that there was a lot of blood running or flowing into uh, um, into his brain, oh, brain no. area. So um, usually people die of that. Like yeah. The chances to survive that are super slim. And it's as aneurysm, he, right? It's like an aneurysm? Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Um and and he actually put it like he was he was unlucky, he survived. So now um he spent since January he spent in hospitals and rehab. He's in a wheelchair. The, his left side is completely numb. He can't move it. He can't 
do anything by himself. First couple of months, he couldn't even swallow um, by himself. And he needs assistance for everything. So from, you know, ending 2022, because it happened beginning of January, until then he was a runner, he was working on cars, he was flying, he was uh, doing some um, additional work for um, for the company. So super active guy, cooking um, a lot too. too relative- cooking a lot. Yeah, cooking too, you know, as a hobby. Okay. Yeah. Almost sound like you said cocaine. I don't want to. Oh, wanna... no, no. Okay, no. I was like, I wanted to make sure. <laughs> did you see that? I'm sorry, I have to put that in. <laughs> did, you, did you see that somebody's <laughs> trying to sell a house in Los Angeles with an inactive meth lab? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, on a serious note, like from one day to the other, his life was not the same anymore. He's never going to fly again. He's never even going to drive a car again because he is so impaired on his left side that he wouldn't see people coming from the left side when he would be driving. It's not sure if he can even walk again. So he's, he's and that's, that's pretty harsh. Yeah. Well, going from, yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine going and, from super active and doing yes. everything I'm doing to being basically. And, and I, I talked to him for quite a while and I think for me, the, hardest thing and to hear and that's why I'm also sharing this is that accepting a fate like that accepting a tragedy like that and moving on and trying to find something in your life that is worth still working for is so hard um yeah so that 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 story just hit home pretty hard because it's I mean he's 50 you know it's not like he is in his 70s or something he is he is a young dude like I think young well yeah you know with 50 one day or uh, from one day to the next yeah your life just stops some changes yeah yeah absolutely and so now he has to kind of learn how to live a different way yeah and it's like there is still hope that his brain finds different pathways, like building new synapses and new new pathways in the brain, basically, too. So he learns slowly maybe to walk with assistance again. Um, but it's unsure to what extent that will work. Mm-hmm. Um, he can't do any of the things he liked to do before. He like he liked driving cars, working on cars. He loved flying. Like none of none of the things that gave him meaning. He told me that, and I hope it's not oversharing, but I'm not sharing the name. So yeah, that his son wanted to start flying glider planes next summer, and he wanted you know to do that with him, encourage him, and of course he is an experienced pilot with you know almost over 25 years of experience on his belt. So that would have been perfect. And now there's no way he can he can do that. Or it's going to be super, super hard because yeah. usually glider planes, um, it's a grass field. And yeah. Do that with a wheelchair? Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. 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 So his career is kind of over and that yeah. thing. And he, and he probably loved to do that too. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. 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 And he, he planned for a career for the next 15 years still. Sure. You know, yeah. Until he retires. And it's not only his life, his new life, quote unquote, that he has to accept and let go of what his expectations of were of what he imagined his life would look like would be. But for like, um, for instance, his wife, the kids probably handled it pretty well from what I could tell, what he told me. 
but for his wife it's uh, for for his wife it's pretty hard i guess because she didn't of course ask for it yeah she is still healthy she has to take care of him now yeah. like she's that life is thrown upon her from one day to the next she has to take care of everything because he he can't yeah uh, and, and can he recover any side of the his body the other side of his body no yeah no. it's just done yeah there is he spent he spent the last six months like completely in rehab and um when he has something to grab onto he can't stand up out of the wheelchair and maybe do one step but it's like that's like the max he he can't you know wash himself technically you can't go shower I mean, eating, I mean, have you ever tried to eat with just one hand? It's not easy. No, <laughs> not a sandwich or anything like that. You I know. mean, I can hold a fork, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I can't imagine. I mean, yeah. I understand. And yeah. so, yeah, you'd have to adapt to a whole new, because he can talk. Yeah. Okay. So, talk. so, I mean, he, he hasn't lost his mental capacity in any way whatsoever. He's just lost his physical capacity for the most part yeah. or half of his physical capacity. That's going to be rough. Exactly. Is our is our marriage strong? <laughs> that's the hard one, is because you know, I mean, vows are important, right? So you say your vows, and they mean something because you know you you might end up in this situation. This might be oversharing, but yeah, I I think she is struggling to accept that yeah. new life. Yeah, she is in her forties. <clears throat> you know, at the peak of her life, basically, yeah, it's hard, and she yeah. didn't ask for it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's too bad. So I, I, I know that there are fears that she, or that the marriage is not gonna, gonna withstand that. Yeah. Well, I hope it does. I mean, yeah, I me hope too. there's some. He's a good dude. He's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah. Because that would just really be piling sad. on. So yeah. you know, maybe some therapy or something like that might be able to help him. And and therapy is important. John and I talk often yeah. about um, the importance of therapy, and and sometimes sometimes we can we can muster it up ourselves. We can. We can read something or we can, uh, if you're into prayer or meditation or something like that, you know, you can, you can really kind of help yourself and kind of get through some things mentally. But sometimes there is so much and the brain gets so clouded and overwhelmed. And then there's whatever hormones and emotions that you need an outside person that's not connected to you in any way or any of your situations to help have, help provide perspective. And uh, Max and I, uh, and John, also, we're we're by no means uh, experts in this. We are not uh, trained professionals. Uh, we do not have degrees in any of these things, so don't take our word for it. But we are people who have gone through some things, um, or continue to go through some things. And uh, and every day, life will throw a challenge at you, in which you you know it's easy or it's hard, and you have to learn. You have to have tools. Like with anything else, if something goes on in your house, you have to have a tool belt and some tools in that belt yeah. in order to, this is very guy talk, in order to uh, <laughs> fix the thing. And men are fixers. And so I think a lot of men in particular, when they hit a wall where they cannot see past it or know how to fix a thing, uh, they feel even more helpless, especially when it's personal. And you can only ignore your personal stuff, I think, for so long before you start cracking. Yeah. Uh, and then you need to go someplace to have someone show you how to work on that thing to fix it, or at least to make it better or more livable. 
And so I liked your idea when we talked beforehand about uh, the topic of letting go of situations that you can't control and accept them and, uh, and talk about, we're going to talk about some of the challenges of those things and maybe some tools that you've picked up along the way that have helped you, um, and, and helped me as we've kind of walked down this path of life. Now we haven't been hit with something as hard as half my body's gone. So, um, no, that was a hard intro. I apologize. No, no, no. (laughs) But that, I mean, that's, but it, it points out something that, you know, there he'll have to do some work in himself of accepting where he's at now yeah, and letting go of the fact that maybe there's certain things that he won't be able to ever do again. And especially if it's someone that you know that, mm-hmm. um, that happened something or to, to that person that happened something to, and you know him, it puts things in perspective. Yeah. Like it, it really emotionally shakes you and wakes you up. Like I remember the day before he called me, I was literally from the moment I woke up until when he called me or I called him back, I was worrying about something in my private life Mm. and I was so focused on it. And when he called me, like my immediate realization was like, that's just bullshit. That's, that's nothing, you know, just let it go. And there's a great, great image that I try to remind myself of. So if you, hold that glass of beer here in front of you. If you hold that up straight arm, it's not heavy, right? No. It's totally light. Yeah. If you do it for the 10 minutes, not a problem, not yeah. heavy at all. You do it for an hour, might get uncomfortable. Sure. You do it for a day, it gets really heavy. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it for a day. <laughs> well, we or can 10 say, minutes. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> and you get so focused on the pain in your arm and yeah. how much it hurts yeah. that you totally forget that just just let it go. Just set the glass down. Just, you know, like don't focus on the pain, on the problem. Open up what, what you just said. You know, you're you're getting in a tunnel, uh, focusing so much on the problem that sometimes uh, just letting it go could be so easy, but it isn't. Yeah. No, it, it well, because there's, I think oftentimes there's sacrifice to it, right? You know, you, you're, you, I think oftentimes there's, there's an admittance that you don't want to admit about maybe yourself yeah, uh, or the situations that you put yourself in. <laughs> uh, so there's, there's that. And then, you know, I don't like failure. I mean, half the reason why I don't start things is because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. And that's, yeah. that's my, that's my thing. You know, I'm a, I have a teacher mindset in which I have to have, I have to know all the things before I go ahead and do it. Uh, where there's people like John who, uh, he knows some things he knows enough that he's like, nah, we'll just figure it out. I know how to get started. You know, I mean, he, he'll have an idea of how it might end maybe cause he's seen it before, but he's maybe not done it. So he's just going to go ahead and try yeah. it. I don't have that. He's like, no, I'm going to fuck it up somewhere. Sorry, Dana. And it's going to be like, I don't know, a million dollars later and we're all poor and I still haven't fixed the, fixed yeah. the issue. I mean, that's how my mind works. No, but that that's true because perfectionism, like that's <clears throat> driving for, <throat> for perfection it's the biggest inhibitor of you or me or whoever it is moving yeah. forward because you focus on the outcome, not on, you know, the way forward. Yeah. The so, process instead of the process, I'm always yeah. focused and, on the and end. That's, that's actually a very good thing, you know, to accept that you're going to fail mm-hmm. and be okay that you're going to fail. 
it's it it frees you, you know, from that need for for perfection. It yeah. f- it frees you from all the pressure that you might feel or put upon yourself. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Mm. Uh, you know, I, that's part of recognizing what you can control and what you cannot control. Yeah, you know, and if we really took stock of our day, there is very little we can control. Honestly, yeah, like I can control my truck on the way to work. I can't control anyone that's flying at 80 miles an hour around me, you know, in the rain. But you could stay home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you're not living. I know. You know? That's that's why I said it so provocatively. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so, you, yeah, you do have to have those things. And, you know, if, if we actually sat down and took stock, which most of us don't, I think our minds are so busy. Our days going on, we're so enthralled with devices, rubbing on screens and rubbing on people and you know we're so enamored with all those things that we never just stop and just maybe close our eyes and just go okay what is it that i actually have control of yeah in my life you know one of the realizations this is this is me personally so this might be different for other people but uh in christianity you have very little control you have free will you can make choices uh, but at the end of the day i mean there's certain things that are just they're just out of your control and you recognize that you just kind of you know give it up you know, like death isn't a big deal to me. Uh, though I think the thing that I worry about death is just what I leave behind. You know, not that I'll miss them because I will, but that I won't be there for them. Like the responsibility that I feel for my children and my wife. Yep. But death personally doesn't bother me. It's not scary to me. It's, no. It seems kind of very peaceful and kind of awesome to me. Um, so those things don't worry about me. And so there's, there's times where, you know, if I'm going 90 miles an hour down the freeway, I'm in control of that. <laughs> I'm tempting fate, you know, but you know, if I drive responsibly and I'm paying attention and, you know, and driving close to the speed limit, as close as I can, uh, you know, I'm, I'm staying within what I feel like is some kind of realm of control. Yeah. I think you're pointing at a very good strategy, uh, strategy there that is, trying to figure out what is the next thing that I could do to improve my situation yeah. not focus on the outcome, some goal or anything, because that's most likely out of your control. You will never have access to all the information, to all the options that are coming yeah. on along. You, you don't have to keep with that um, influence on all the other drivers, yeah. but you can make sure that you keep the speed limit, that you keep in line, that you're being attentive, that you're not on your phone. Yeah, like you, you can make sure that you do that, um, and with like my work is the same. Like if you, if there's some, we go into some into the simulator all the time because stuff could happen in real life, like engine fire, you know, rapid decompression, all the nasty things that could happen. If you f- just focus on the outcome that that problem might create, which is crashing and dying sure yeah you're gonna be paralyzed yeah you're gonna sit there and freeze freeze yeah and you don't want that no so uh we actually make a good habit out of you know just focusing on what can we do next what is the way to the you know next thing that we have influence on what what factors can we actually influence at all <clears throat> and what factors are even important? Is yeah. it time critical, not time critical? You know, stuff like that. Yeah. And that I think that perfectly translates to our our personal life. Mm-hmm. There's there is 
I mean, I, I shared that before. Going through a divorce, I don't have any influence on what my ex-wife is going to do, mm-hmm. what her lawyer is going to do, but I have to accept it, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. No? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows? Yeah. <laughs> no. You've been in that situation. <laughs> you know. You know. And and you, you want to smash your head in the wall. Yeah. But that's also not going to help. No. It's just going to hurt. It's just going to hurt stupid. more. <laughs> hurt on top of hurt. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, that, that's a great point because what you're saying is that you're accepting the reality. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not trying to ignore it. You're not putting your head in the sand. I had a, I had a, a person that I worked for at a school, a principal and sweet man. I love him a lot. I really do. I like him a lot, but he was so positive that his reality was, was not real. It was the Pollyanna. Do you know that? You know that slang, Pollyanna? No. It's from a, a movie. It's 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 the idea that everything is going to work out in the end. Everything is going to be just fine, even though the reality is, uh, no, you have some – the place is burning down. It's the dog in the meme. Yeah. Everything's oh, yeah. fine. Everything. <laughs> I love yeah. that. That's the Pollyanna view is that everything's fine, but it's all burning around yeah. you. Dancing and, inside a burning room. And I think he, he knew what was going on, what was reality. Oh. But I, I think he just couldn't accept it. Yeah. He thought, no, 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 it's it's going to work its way out in a positive way without realizing it could also work itself out in a very negative way that will impact lots of people. And yeah. in the end, it did. Yeah, And, and not because he wanted it to, and, and it's not because he didn't try to do something better. It's just I don't think he – I don't think he really sat with her. It just wasn't his personality to sit with the reality of that. That's that's kind of shoving your problems away. That's not yeah. accepting it. It's it's. I feel like that's where it gets unhealthy when you focus on something that is not real. That's not the reality. That's not quite accepting. You know, you because for me at least, accepting deals with the hard truth thinking about the reality accepting what is real and not creating you know an alternate um reality which by no means says we're not hoping for the best outcome you know it doesn't say like okay reality is shit so my whole life is gonna go to shit it's like okay i realized that situation is not good that's maybe the reality i focus on what i can do next and i still hope that you know, one day everything is going to be all yeah, right. That's important. That's you know, good. That, that, I like there that. is, that's there important. is a very subtle but important difference in you know be, being positive and accepting your reality and being positive just for the sake of being positive, so you don't have to deal with your problems. I think that's good. I think that's yeah, that's important. And that's if you know, just have to get it out here because you know everybody has to know that I. Did my homework. Yeah. No, go for it. <laughs> Acceptance in human psychology as a person's assent to the reality of a situation, mm-hmm. recognizing a process or condition, often a negative or uncomfortable situation, that is a fate or a fight accompli without attempting to change it or protest it. Mm. The concept is close in meaning to acquiescence or acquiescence, uh-huh. derived from the Latin acquiescere, mm-hmm. to find rest in. Yeah. Acquisence. No, I agree. And I agree with that 100%. Because one of the things that um, I I would say prior to my conversion to Christianity, hmm. I was quite the prolific liar. And one of the things that I realized uh, becoming a uh, follower of Jesus Christ, not a religion, 
bit of a, you know, following this person who was always honest and always truthful is just to be honest and truthful and let, let it lie where it lies. So if I mess up at work, I, I, I know I might get yelled at. I know they're not going to be happy with me. Probably in my mind, it's the worst scenario ever, but I go to them and I say, Hey, listen, I dropped the ball on this. This is how I'm fixing it. It's already in the process because I always I always think of like, okay, I got a plan. I have to plan this because I messed it up. I better not go in there without yeah. a plan. And I'm really sorry. Yeah. And I'm going to try the- not to let it happen again. Yeah. You know, so here's a bad situation and this is just what it, I can't do anything now. It's just what it is. It's That's great. I mean, if you can accomplish that every time, you're basically taking the weapon out of their hand and put it aside. Yeah. Because being that honest and truthful like i know everybody that is true to themselves see the value in that yeah so they i mean they can still ask you to not do it again they can still dwell about the situation yeah. well hiding but, sucks yeah and hiding makes things worse like hiding you, know. you never feel good you know but getting things out in the open and allowing people to make their decision whether or not they're you're someone that they value or not i mean cuz that's really what it is it's it's Okay, in my mind, I think what it really is is me worried that people are going to not like me, which could be a very self preserve. It's a self preserving, you know, way of of thinking things instead of just being honest. Which actually, I find most people like more about me is that I could just be like, like I'll admit it, so they know that if I mess up, I'll be like, oh yeah, I I think I dropped the ball on that. Yeah, they'll know. And I'm like, okay, well, I won't let that happen again. I'm going to do it like this. What did, <clears throat> and I, I hope we've all been there in that situation where we, you know, <laughs> taking turns about or around the truth, not admitting yeah. it, being scared that other people wouldn't like us. And yeah. I admit that was a huge problem for years for me, you know, because I care too much about what other people would think of me. Mm-hmm. Um but when you get to the realization, does it does it really matter if they like you? It doesn't. It do you doesn't. do you like you? Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. And you would think, oh, if I realize if other people like me, doesn't matter. <laughs> and you get to the point where do I like me? <laughs> it just get even, it gets even harder. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, unless you're <laughs> a sociopath starts, and you um, don't care. I mean, if you like you, or yeah. if you have other people like you, but you know. And that's, you know, you have to accept yourself. Yeah. You know, and, and fuck other people. Sorry, Dan. Fuck other people's opinion. <laughs> my um, my therapist, he, he tried to tell it every time, you know, just think. He knew I had problem accepting stuff. He said, you know, just think, fuck it. Mm-hmm. Just fuck it. Yeah. You know, does it matter? Yeah. And he, especially when, in Christianity, you know, when, when you get to the gates of heaven, there is nobody next to you. There yeah. is not a... F- freaking single person next to you that says but he's a good dude yeah i liked him you know nobody's there no you're on your own and you have to stand there for yourself and saying yep i'm good i like myself and that's who i am yeah and good good is even a weird word in the bible too because the bible makes it explicitly clear there's no one good except god so your standard is god well i've already failed so that's that's the most important thing about christianity you're not good yeah. You're not perfect. You cannot meet the standard of God. Yeah. But one person died for you so that 
you can be forgiven and accepted into heaven because he took it for you. That's the whole point. That's why we follow Jesus. Because And then we hope that we become like him, which is better than. Yeah. And turn that around. Yes. You know, there's so much freedom in that. If yeah. you realize that you cannot achieve perfection, there yeah. is no perfection in humanity and yourself and whatsoever. Yeah. It's freeing. Yeah. You know, you don't have to strive for perfection. It's not there. You're not going to get there. Just exactly. do whatever you want and yep. how you staying true to yourself. And I know every everybody of us struggles with that. Yeah. I do. Yeah. You know, I still do. I yeah. have the, yeah. I just explained Same. to you <laughs> what I feel and I still struggle with it. You know, because I think, well, I think that the image of perfection is always of a false perfection, I think is always thrown at us. You have to look like this. You have to act like this. Yeah. You have to. And so we're always like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't have 5% body fat uh, and I don't have, you know, and, and so we're always worried about what we don't have instead of just, there's people that love us. Like, I love you, Max. Yeah. You know, and. I love you too, brother. Yeah. And, and so I accept you for who you are and I think you're, I think you're wonderful, you know, and, and so the, and the more I get to know you, the more wonderful I think you are. Um, you know, the same thing with, with John and your, and your guys' uh, better halves <laughs> <laughs> well, and my better half, hopefully too. I, and, I, can, I can give you a written statement saying that that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so I, so, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's those kind of things that you don't need to be perfect. You're already loved, I guess, is my point. And if we already realize we're already loved, there's already people yeah. that love us. You know, your kids can do some shitty things, uh, but you'll you'll always love them. Oh yeah, and 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 loving a person doesn't mean you have to agree with them either. No, that's a good point. And and what you what you said before, it's it's funny that you stated this way because when I was thinking and I was talking to Donnell earlier also about the topic of the episode and and you know trying to make up my mind and and get a feel for how she views it and. I got to a point where I was thinking, like, what does acceptance mean, like, for us? If you're coming into a new family, a new neighborhood, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, for us, we don't necessarily have the same opinions on everything. We can't. And that's totally fine, because for me, it's always the contrast that's important. Mm-hmm. And if you accept someone into your family, you know, and and my closest friends, I consider family, um, you accept them with their flaws. Mm-hmm. You you know that they're not perfect, mm-hmm. and that brought me to the realization: if if you want to accept yourself or a situation or anything, you have to accept it with all the flaws mm-hmm. that it comes with. Yeah, you know there there is. I would even go so far that uh, there is that there can only be acceptance if there is flaws involved. Otherwise, you don't have to accept it. Then it's just it's just okay. Well, it seems false. Yeah. I mean, if if you're perfect, then there's something wrong. Well, my fiance is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> there's something wrong. Right? No, you, I'm kidding. You heard I'm that, kidding. right? Right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I agree with you, and and I think. Uh, I think perfection is a big topic that I think most people need to kind of let go of. You're not going to be perfect. You can be better, and that's good. You can be mentally better. You can be physically better. You can be emotionally better. You can be better, you know, but there's an the ideal that you will achieve some kind of 
nirvana perfection of you know it's not going to happen no you know so i mean even as um so one of the things i have to accept um i've always been a, a chubby dude um i've always been kind of chubby and i work out it's a perfect dad pod i work i work out <laughs> i work out I, it is a dad pod <laughs> i work out constantly um i don't work out for hours and hours and hours cuz i'm not a instagram fitness influencer uh but i want to i want to be able to be physical later on in life that's kind of my goal you know but i get frustrated sometimes cuz you know i haven't lost this much weight or whatever but i'm lifting a lot more you know, and I have to rearrange my brain because I, I believe it's the world that's telling me I got to look a certain way. I really do. Uh, and it's, and because we're, we're in a society where, uh, we don't have to be physical very much anymore. We don't have no. to be so physical in order to provide. I don't have to cut firewood. I don't have to farm. I don't have to, in order for us to eat and live and whatever. I don't. Therefore, those activities that probably would make me a lot fitter, they're not existent or even sleepier, quite honestly. Like I bet you slept a lot better when you were more physical and you're in the field and stuff, but y'all probably, you also didn't live to 90 years old either. You lived no. to like 50 yeah, and that was it. So I would be like elderly <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah. So you have to change your mindset and you have to stop listening to, uh, in my definition, worldly things that are trying to, tell you what the definition is because it's not it's not that now i don't think i should be grossly obese i don't think that i should be lazy i don't i think i should try to take the best care that i can and try to do a little better all the time and if there's days that i just can't like be okay with that yeah you know like sometimes like the other night i didn't get to bed till like 1 30 because i just couldn't sleep and the next day I could have been like, oh man, oh, what's wrong with me? Or I could have just been like, well, that was a weird night. Yeah. Tonight I'm going to get some sleep. And I did. It is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> the acceptance mantra. That's right. So I tried to focus yeah. on what I could yeah. control rather than those things that I can't really. And I knew what happened. I drank coffee too late in the day and I didn't realize what time it was. And now that, that makes me feel very old. That's what like my <laughs> grandparents used to say. Well, I can't have coffee after 3 p.m. Otherwise I'll never go to bed. That's true. I think another important part of acceptance and uh, letting go is creating boundaries. I think that's a big part that a lot of people miss. Uh, it's one that Danny and I have worked on, not with each other, but with people uh, in our family, but not in our immediate family, if that makes sense. And even some friends um, that, you know, you have to create boundaries in your life. And it's not to keep people out. It's it's just to make sure that you're living within the way that you can live best for yourself. Yeah. And if they're great friends, they're fine with that. They respect boundaries. If they're good and smart friends, then they understand <laughs> that. But you boundaries... also have to be a good friend and let them know too, though. That's that's also important. Oh yeah. Well, it comes down to trust. You have to trust them that they're okay with you setting boundaries. Which would bring me to the point, and it took me over 40 years to realize that if they can't accept you setting boundaries, then they're not good friends. Yeah, they're you not. Know, no, like, yeah, yeah. Then to say it with my therapist words, fuck it. Yeah. You know? Well, there's no respect. No. And if, uh, if they're good friends, they understand that boundaries are something that you set because you love them. Yeah. Because you want them to know 
there is my boundary and it makes everybody everybody's life so much easier yep. Yep. if you have active boundaries that and there comes your point in that you communicate yeah like there's no sense in having boundaries and not communicating it you're just gonna we're well, gonna be pissed off and no yeah. one's gonna know <laughs> exactly then you're gonna be <laughs> miserable like, what the fuck but, but that <laughs> happens you know people people yeah. don't communicate how they how they really feel they really don't and there's reason for that that's not I, I think we all get caught up that people do stuff intentionally yeah. when they don't. Yeah. Like we, and, and I catch myself doing that too, which is totally wrong that I sometimes make stuff about myself. Like if somebody doesn't want to meet that night, like I think many people could get into thinking like, or making that about them because they don't like them because they did something wrong. But I, I, I would guess over 90% that's not the case. You know, people might not feel like it, might be tired, might even feel, might even want to meet up or something, um, but just can't have other issues or just had a freaking bad day and don't want to be a nuisance to the other persons. So, you know, it's, people don't piss off friends intentionally i don't think no. so i don't think they do either so and, and i think they take advantage of people they don't actually respect yeah at the end of the day and it's like except that it's not about yourself yes you know, it's i agree most, with that mo most likely it's not and boundaries are actually boundaries are very awesome for me as a person that for many many years had no boundaries at all to to a point where I would totally neglect my own interests just to please other people and make them like me. Mm -hmm. I had to realize that you actually achieved the opposite, you know, because you you don't have a clear shape, yeah. you don't have boundaries, and usually people don't like that. Yeah, you know. Well, we have boundaries in our family, and and when I try to communicate with people, um, and uh, and I did this with you about tonight, I was like, well, make sure that I'm not intruding on any of your, your family time with oh, Danelle. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so I wanted to make sure that I, you know, I said that because I wanted to give you the, uh, freedom to say, well, actually, yes, this won't work out. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to trap a person. I want to be able to, uh, give them freedom. Well, my last boss that I had, he was big on this. So <laughs> when him and his wife would fight, about something. Um, so he's a very, he's a very alpha male. I love him a lot. Big guy, strong guy, older gentleman, um, very, um, very spiritually strong. And, uh, he was a force to be reckoned with. Um, and, uh, I respected him tremendously. He's one of those guys that you meet those older men in your life that you would meet. Um, and hopefully everyone gets an opportunity to know a man like this where <clears throat> they're kind of a force to be reckoned with. They're just kind of like, you know, if you, if you effed with them, you would pay a price. Yeah. And, and they call you out. They have no, yes. no problem. With and, but they call you out because they love you and they want you to be better, yeah. which is a more scarier thing than some guy saying, well, F you. Um, and so he would tell me like he and his wife, well, they would get in an argument and he would, he would say, well, I'm sorry. That's just, that's just how it is. And you have the freedom to leave. You know, he goes, I love you. I don't want you to leave, but if this is too hard for you, you have freedom. 
I'm not going to hold you. No. And, and at first, the first time he said that, I was like, dude, like, why would you say that to your wife? She'll leave. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, why would you do that? But what he was saying was, listen, I, this is just who I am, you know, and I love you and I want you to stay here and I want to grow old with you and all those things, but I, I'm, you're not a caged bird. No. You have your own, you have your own, you have freedom. Yeah. Dad, you have freedom. Dad, get boundaries, give you freedom as, as yes. absurd as it sounds, yeah. but boundaries give you the freedom. But they're personal they boundaries. They give you a choice. Yeah, they you give know? you a choice. Yep. There you can you like that. Mm-hmm. You cannot like it. It's your choice, but here's my boundary. Yep. Do whatever you want with it. Yeah. I'm not changing yeah. unless I want to. Like, yeah, but you have the choice to either be like, cool, I'll go around, I'll go along with that if I want to hang out with you. That's fine. And I'll tell Dana that too. It kind of goes back to that uh, song. I think it's that 38 special song is the name of the band. The uh, uh, Hold on loosely, but don't let go. You know, uh, so what I don't want to do with Dana. Yeah. And I've told her this before. We've had all these kind of marriage discussions is that I don't want to squeeze the life out of you. I don't want to hold you so tight yeah. that that you have no, you don't feel like you have any freedom. I want to hold you loosely. Yeah. I want to hold you like this and you have all this room. I just don't want you to let go. Yeah. You know, but I'm not going to hold you. Yeah. You know, so you have freedom. I heard, heard something along the lines or I heard something like years ago, which I really liked. And I liked the, I like the theory about it and I like the, like the intent it has. And it is like to have your fiance, spouse, wife, whatever, being so free and independent of you that every morning she wakes up, she makes the decision to mm-hmm. spend that day with you and to yeah. stay with you. And that's, that's just great. It's like every day I wake up next to my fiance. I know she wants to be there. She doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Yeah. One of the most important things. So when we got early on, when we were engaged, uh, we wanted to get married in a Catholic church. I wasn't a Christian at the time. Dana was Catholic and I was kind of like, whatever, (laughs) whatever makes you happy, baby. So we had to do these marriage classes and we had to do marriage classes with this Catholic couple. And they were pretty funny. Um, they were very, they homeschooled their kids. They made their own clothes. It was that kind of situation, <laughs> which at the time I was like nerds, but yeah, now I'm kind of like, that's kind of cool. <laughs> like I'm all right with that now. Um, and they told us one important thing out of all the things that we learned in that class. And there was a group of us that were getting married and we had to take this before you, you know, like Catholics, they like you to jump through all the hoops, but this one I thought was important to make sure that you know that you actually want to get married is kind of what they're doing. Yeah. Like, do you really want to do this? And she said, the lady that was running the, the wife of the, the couple that was running, uh, helping run the class. She said, uh, marriage is not an emotion or love is not an emotion. Love is a choice. Yeah. And every day you wake up, you have to choose. Do I love this person? And, uh, and not treat it as an emotion because your emotions are fleeting. Like throughout the day, how many emotions can you go through that are different? You're not mad all day. You might be mad for a second and then kind of frustrated and then you're kind of happy and then you're sad. Maybe you're depressed. Now I'm happy. Now I'm drinking. So now I'm happy. (laughs) And now I'm, you know, and you go through this range of emotions. And if you treat love that way, then today I love Dana, but tomorrow, fucker. 
You know, like I don't want anything to do with her. Sorry, Dana. I no, I really am sorry, Dana. <laughs> That's no. What do you mean? I choose to to love Dana Joe every day. And she does the same for me, which is very important because I can be very unlovely <laughs> and uh, she can't, she's perfect, but I can be very <laughs> unlovely. And, uh, and there's times when we've, when we haven't gotten around and she'll look at me and she goes, I choose to love you. And, I don't like you, but I love you. <laughs> and it, def- but it also diffuses a situation to know, Yeah. okay, I'm not being awesome, but she's choosing right now to say, I'm still going to spend the rest of my life with you. Which is pretty impactful. Yeah. So, it's an active choice. Yes. And I saw that's part of the boundaries. Yeah. I, they're choosing yeah. that there's a freedom. The yesterday I, I read something about the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Um <laughs> that for many people the honeymoon phase is just a phase. Mm-hmm. And this person was stating like the honeymoon phase or the honeymoon feeling is a choice. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing you guys, and this is probably not oversharing. I remember seeing you guys when we were at Lake Chelan, mm-hmm. seeing you guys together. Like, if you wouldn't have told anybody um, that you were high school sweethearts, somebody might have thought you were in your honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and I totally agree with that. That that feeling of the love or the the what they call it, the honeymoon phase. That that feeling. That is a choice. Yeah. And you can revive that over and over and over. If you're actively communicating, if you're actively saying, I want this person in my life and I love this person. And I know there's going to be trying times. I know there's going to be struggles. Yeah. It's not, it, marriage is not for the weak. But again, I, I know I'm praying here about contrasting stuff. Um, f- for me, that's that's a big thing, you know, having having contrast in life. Mm-hmm. And if you experience, you know, like fights or or you know days where you, you don't quite get along, yeah. If you communicate about it, if you talk about it, and and get through it, that just tightens what you have, yeah. you know. That and to circle back a little bit, you know, you. I've, I think for a successful marriage and I already screwed up once so you know I can't just say it um, you didn't screw up good <laughs> lord <laughs> but I can't say I, I learned that communication is very important yeah um, compu- communicating your own failures yeah at the most your boundaries and your failures yeah yeah, yeah. well I mean it's it's great when you both agree on those things it's shitty when one person is not involved I well, mean, yeah. And they're done that got the sticker. I understand. <laughs> and that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. You know, and, and Dan and I, we do, we do things like it's, it was 31 years since I first kissed her in our kitchen. That's uh, beautiful. Cause we're in the house that she grew up in, uh, uh, last week, October 29th. And, uh, and so I took her into the kitchen around the time. Cause it was a Sunday. I think it was around the time that I would have, Got out of school Jeez, and came over here. Getting goosebumps. And I and I <laughs> kissed her the same awkward way I kissed her in high school, which was I missed her mouth, I got the side of her mouth, and then I made it to her mouth. And it was funny and we laughed and we laughed then. And, <laughs> you can't make that. And the fun. and the best part was it, I'm glad I messed it up because it's such a memorable thing that I messed it up. 
But the best part was, is that the whole time as we're trying to recreate this kiss, this awkward quick kiss, she was like, she was like, like squeezing herself because she was like, you know, she was not embarrassed, but she was like, oh my God, I can't believe we're recreating this. And, but the funny thing is, is that we do it almost every year on the same day. That's amazing. I, I always take I her into that. the kitchen and I always try to recreate the first kiss because that's, that's us. That's yeah, our, that's perfect. You know, and I, and. And what's funny is that as long as we've been together, I see her as I do as the 17-year-old that I fell in love with. I see the freckles. I see the wild hair. I see the glasses. I see all the things that uh, – and I see her her little goofiness, and I just – I love all those things. And even when I laugh at her, she'll be like, you're laughing at me. I'm like, but you don't understand. I'm not actually yeah. laughing at you. I just no. – I'm laughing that – you're the person that I really like. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's a happy laughter. It's a happy, it's not it's, a it's teasing total thing. happy laughter. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's great. Yeah. And for all, for all those out there that can see it, it's, he is not making that up. I, I totally can or witnessed, you know, that, that laughter. Yeah. I've, I've seen them together. It's, it's so cute and amazing to see that, that it's, that can be the reality. I feel very fortunate that we like each other. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and not, I don't want to get the people out there, you know, discouraged that you have to be high school sweethearts. No, 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 no. I was, we even tell our kids the same thing. I was, cause I think they, I think in their minds, they also thought like, well, what if I don't find yeah. someone else? It's like, no, no, you can't do that. There is that, you know, all spiritual today, that thing, you know, like everybody has their own timing. Mm -hmm. It's your own time, except yeah. that, don't that that it's your own timeline that you're having you're not on somebody else's timeline don't compare yourself to somebody else not to that you know all that instagram f freaking yeah social bullshit, media has destroyed you know, us that, it that, really has that's that fake perfectionism that yeah. nobody ever yeah. you know can achieve with all the freaking yeah. filters i met danelle when i was 40 and she's my soulmate yeah even though and some days it might feel like the 40 years before that, like, what did I do? Why not earlier? That's my timing. Yeah. I wouldn't be the same person that I was when I met her. Yeah. With all the struggles I've been through. Yeah. You know, that that for me, that had to happen. Yeah, she's kind of a unicorn. Everybody's dude. story is so different. She's kind of a unicorn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. She, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that graph is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> she is definitely the unicorn wife material. You know, but she's also coming from a place too where she also has had some things in her life where, oh. you know, she also understands about acceptance and boundaries and all those things. It's just, it's kismet. Yeah, absolutely. She couldn't handle, well, maybe she could. Um, that's hard to say, but it's hard to say. I, I, would, I would assume that she couldn't handle all the baggage and shit I'm bringing with yeah. if she wouldn't have all of those experiences yeah. that made her who she is now like she has such an extensive and mm. deep understanding of how people and the world works yep. um, and if she didn't have that with all the, the experiences and she's very would be hard she's very compassionate oh yeah. yeah you know and so I love that and and it's uh, yeah I try to mess uh, yeah I try to mess with her a little bit <laughs> <clears throat> but she's uh, okay. she's not hard to mess with. She's very easy to mess with. She's very easy going about yeah. you know stuff. And you know and I know like uh so we all share the same Instagram group. 
And there's things that I'll, I know I'll put out where I'm like, ah, she might not like this. Oh, yeah. Um, and she might not, but she's never treated me differently. And I appreciate that about her because I think she knows that I view things probably a lot different than she views things. Oh, yeah. But we don't, we don't dislike each other because of the things that we might not agree on. We like each other because we're actually genuinely good people. Like John and I say, just don't be a dick. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the rule. That's the yeah. number one rule. Just, just don't just, be a dick. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Just don't, don't be a don't, dick. Don't judge. You yeah. Know? yeah. Don't, don't be a judgmental, sorry, Dana, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then, then it's okay. But also what I love about her is she is amazing at setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like what you said before, mm-hmm. accepting and having boundaries. She's so good about that. And... um good portion of my ability of setting boundaries I learned from her mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. And Dana uh, likes her because her and Dana are a lot alike in which, you know, we know that like Dana's like, well, if I don't get back to her like in a day or so, she's not sitting there going like, well, that girl's not getting back to me. She's <laughs> like, she knows like I'm busy because oh, yeah. she's also busy Yeah, because she works really hard. Yeah. Both do. Yeah. They both really do. <laughs> and we're Dana just, works her butt we're just, off. We're just a little lazy here, you know. Yeah. Well, having beer and we married up. You, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We're married up. It's, I did. Yeah, I did. I did for sure. I don't let Dana know that. No, I let her know. But I can accept that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can let, let it go. go and accept it. That's for oh, sure. Did, oh, did we? Did we? I in my notes here. Mm-hmm. I think I know. I know that the movie Frozen. So yeah. we could sing. No, we're not going to sing. No, we're not going to no, sing Frozen. Gonna sing. Do you know? Do you know the but, conspiracy about that? About Frozen? I heard there is a conspiracy. Yeah. I think it might, uh, even if uh, I might so even, Walt you, Disney, I'm mentioning it, but I'm not sure. I actually probably said it in our group chat. Uh, Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen. I think it was oh, his yeah, head. That, that's that what was, it was. <laughs> and so in order to not have people look up Walt Disney frozen, now when they look up Walt Disney frozen, this movie comes up. I know what it was. It was the, the, the Taylor Swift thing. And yes, that, and the, yes. Like she's that happens. CO2 stuff. And then she's all about the footballer. Yes. Yeah. That stuff happens in order to <laughs> uh, change the whole, like, like how fast do things change in our news cycle? Yeah. Like yeah. Hunter Biden's laptop. What? Where did that go? Yeah. Where did all the pictures with the whores and the crack go? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody I, knows. Yeah, Israel and Palestine are bombing the shit out of each other. Who knows? Oh. What about Ukraine and Russia? What happened to that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. That, that, that was puzzling that Ukraine even voted to n- not do the peace treaty. Yeah. Well, well anyways, yeah. we're not getting into that. But that's, <laughs> I have a hard time accepting. There's our, there are better podcasts that you can listen to about any of that stuff. But here at Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash, when we're sitting at the bar, this is the conversation. Actually, this is actually conversations oh, yeah. you and I do have. Oh, yeah. We're up at Larry's or Prost is, or someplace like that. This is so authentic. Yes. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and it just flows. And so, well, Max, I, I appreciate it. We're going to end the show now because we're at the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, don't be no, sorry. I, I'm not sorry. The the the, the jar, go. the jar, the jar, the, the sorry jar. Did you see what I posted after that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't do shit. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're gonna play a little music here. Oh, oh, no, not not the album yet. That's gonna be at the end. Well, folks, thanks for hanging on here and listening to Beer, Bourbon, and Balderdash. Uh, this is a bar talk podcast where we talk about things that are important to us while we review a beer and a bourbon. Tonight, we had the premium fest beer from Freeheit. 
Wayfinder. It's the beer's Freeheit. The brewery is Wayfinder. You butchered it. It's Freiheit. Freiheit. There is a great song from Marius Müller Westernhag. It's called Freiheit. You gotta look it's it up. It's like you're speaking a different language to <laughs> oh, me. Oh, well. <laughs> and also, we had a great bourbon uh, from Heaven Hill. And this is their Bottled and Bond. Uh, seven year old bourbon. It's delicious. Both of these things yeah. were fantastic. It's awesome. Uh, we also talked about. Uh, just accepting things and letting them go, which is important at any time in your life. Uh, whether things are going well or bad, you can always find something that you should probably just accept and let go. And on top of that, we're also a value for value podcast, which means if you found value in this podcast, we would just ask that you give that value back. Uh, whether it's Satoshi's or a beer recommendation or a bourbon recommendation, or just a boost, letting us know that you listen and that you liked it. Or if you didn't like something, let us know that you didn't like something. We're okay with that. We can take it. We're big boys. We can do it. And uh, and again, I just thank you all for listening tonight. And uh, Max, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. I had so much fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. And uh, yeah, well, it's always great to see you. Yeah. I my my two best friends leave me all the time. <laughs> One goes to Rhode Island for a job, and the other one goes all over the world for a job. Uh, and I'm just stuck here for at least three weeks out of a month. Uh, but I get to communicate with them, so that's fine. I'll accept it and let it go and not make you feel bad. Also, the Balderdash word of the night was Sugi Moogie. Sugi Moogie. Okay, so Beyond the pants on the back, Greg. It's a nautical slang. Oh, I should know that probably. Yeah. And it means a type of strong cleaning product for wood and paint on board a boat. Oh. So, Garrett, I hope you have some sugi-moogie to <laughs> clean your boat with because you live on a boat. And, uh, hey, give me a call sometime because I would uh, really like to hear from you. Again, uh, thank you to all the people who produce this podcast, Craig and the Tone Wrecker and Kyron from Mere Mortal Podcast. Thank you all for listening and uh, boosting us. And again, find it at a new podcast app at newpodcastapps.com. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. Thank you. And we'd much appreciate if you leave a like or a follow on Truth yeah. Beyond Band. The Truth Beyond Band. The Truth Beyond New Band. song coming out tomorrow, The Voice Within. Voice yes. Within. Listen to it. You're stronger than you think. That's right. And here it is.
No!